The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And so, uh, last week, we started a two-part series uh, because of the ongoing, you know, Lover's Boot Camp. Uh, we, we, you know, the Lord kind of instructed me to do some with the, with the singles uh, so we can get them, you know, ready and get them prepared uh, for the next chapter in their lives. So, by show of hands, quickly, let's see, let's see all my single people, all my single ladies, all my single ladies. Just look around, just look around. If you're a single bachelor, just turn around and just check, check, check to see what's going on. Amen. Bible says pray and watch. Hallelujah. And so we've been uh, going through what I call the relationship readiness quiz. And the purpose of this is to prepare you uh, for, uh, for, for the marriage relationship. God is the originator of, of marriage. And God really, God's heart for marriage is that it, it, it be fulfilling. Amen. That's what God wants uh, for, for, for marriage. And so let's go to our foundational scripture. Let's quickly go to Matthew chapter number 19. Uh, and we're going to read from uh, verse 11. Matthew chapter number 19 from verse 11. And I'm reading in the Message Bible. Matthew chapter number 19 verse 11. This is after Jesus had uh, uh, shared his perspective on marriage with his disciples. And uh, the, the seriousness uh, uh, of marriage and the intensity that we should approach it with, that no one should enter into it uh, lightly, but it should be something that is uh, well thought out uh, before we, we, we get into it. The disciples looked at him and they said, man, that's, that's serious, that's tough. And uh, you would imagine that Jesus would back down and say, man, it's not as tough as uh, you think, but he didn't. He said this, he said, not everyone is mature enough. Someone say mature enough. That's the phrase there. He says, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. And so, number one, it's going to take some maturity. He says, it requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everyone. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Others never get asked or accepted. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. But then Jesus says this. This is the kicker, right? This is the trigger that releases the projectile. If you want to understand this, this, this covenant of marriage, he says this. He says, but if you are capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, or if you're capable into growing into the life. So marriage uh, demands a certain, you know, uh, growth to be on you, a certain largeness that he's talking about. And it also requires, you know, aptitude. And aptitude is skill, right? You, you have to be taught uh, how to be uh, uh, selfless. That's how you grow in the largeness of marriage. You become selfless, right? Selfless. Someone say selfless. Yeah. 
That means that was the opposite of that. Sell fish, right? Why? Why? Why is Jesus talking about this? He's talking about this because marriage as an institute is brutal to selfish people. Did you hear what I said? Marriage will eat you alive if you're selfish. It will take you out, uppercut, uh, jab. It will take you out. Marriage is the wrong place to be selfish. You know, in 1974, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman, that's a boxing match in Zaire. Now, uh, uh, DRC, that's what it's called way back then in Zaire. It was, uh, 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 they called it the Rambo in the Jungle. And so you can go and check it out on YouTube. While they were in the ring, you know, Muhammad Ali uh, went to the uh, rope and he was just standing there and, you know, uh, a foreman was swinging wildly and it was in 42 degrees Celsius, humid, it was crazy, swinging wildly, swinging wildly until he tired himself. And uh, when Muhammad Ali saw that foreman was tired, uh, he looked at him and he said, George, you're tired. And he said these words, he said, this is the wrong place to get tired. You could get tired on the veranda at your house if you want to, but no, not in here. You don't, you don't want to get tired in here. And, and then he proceeded to knock him out. And I'm telling you, marriage is the wrong place to be selfish. Oh, just a few amens I could. And so this is why Jesus is saying we have to grow. If, if we're going to do it, if you can grow into the largeness of marriage, uh, then do it. And so, uh, uh, the, 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 the way we do that is to realize that the goal of marriage, I already said it last week, and I'm going to say it again, the goal of marriage is not just to stay married long. Can I get an amen? amen. The goal of marriage is to stay caring. Because sometimes in the church, we just celebrate the, the length of time and not the quality of that time. You know, we'll bring up a couple up here on stage and say, you know, uh, they've been married, uh, what, 50 years? And everybody will start clapping and say, oh, man, 50 years. And no one ever asks, uh, 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 what kind of 50 years were they? Because 49 of them were, were, were just hanging in. Anybody ever met someone say, at this point, I'm just staying for Avantuan. Anybody ever met someone like that? It could have been 48 years of staying for Avantuan. That's not God's will. For the marriage relationship. I'm talking to my single people. Because I need you to understand all of this before you, you commit. Because once you commit, we have this game we play back home. It's called draft. Once you commit, we call it touches and move. All we can do at that point for you is just pray for you at that point. But right here where you are, before you commit, we can help you. Can I get an amen? amen. And so listen to me. If you're single, listen to me. It's a thousand times not a thousand times, a thousand five hundred times better to be single than to be married to the wrong person. Being married to the wrong person is more dangerous than a nuclear attack. When you're married to, to the wrong person, it will just, it will take the life out of you. I've, I've met, I deal with a lot of people, hundreds and hundreds of people. Nothing destroyed people, destroys people more than being married to the wrong person. I meet with people, they just like walking, dead men walking, just walking zombies because of the troubles at home. Amen? And, and sometimes it's because people get married for the wrong reasons. And so we're going to be helping you as single people. Man, I've had people get married because they, they say that the biological uh, clock is ticking. 
What, what biological clock? I need to see that verse in the Bible. Uh, people, sometimes people get married because they're just desperate. And, 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 and at that point, they're just looking for anything that, that's got two feet. <laughs> amen. amen? I said amen. amen. And, and you, are not, you are not one of them. And so, before you even go out into the dating world looking, the first thing you need to do is to get yourself ready. Check to see if you are ready uh, to even be looking for someone. And so last week we started what we call the, the Before I Do, right, series. And uh, we call it the uh, 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 Relationship Readiness Quiz. As you ask yourself these questions, as you process them, uh, if, if you pass with flying colors, then you're ready to, to look for someone and date and ultimately with the goal of getting married. But if you're not, then, you know, I highly suggest that you take care of these things before you... You, you look for someone, amen? And so last week we looked at the question, do I even know what I want for my life? And the reason you need to, to, to have this question settled is because uh, where there is no vision, the Bible tells us, people perish or people cast off restraint, people become ill-disciplined uh, when there is no vision. Number two, uh, do I have uh, a, a, a requirements for a possible uh, a partner or a potential partner. So, uh, single people, you need to have 10. Someone say 10. You need to have 10 non-negotiable requirements that you use for screening potential partners. And, and these cannot be superficial things like, you know, the color of their skin or, or their height. We, we're talking about moral and ethical and spiritual values. Can I get an Amen. And so if you're, if you're not here uh, uh, last week, you can go and check it out uh, on the website uh, because this, this will really help you. Uh, number three, we also asked, to, to, as a single person, you've got to answer this question, am I happy and successful at being single? To which we said, if you are single and sad, you are going to be married and mad. And so you need to be happy as a single person. And number four, the fourth question you need to ask yourself as a single person is, am I ready and available for commitment? Am I ready and available for commitment? Now, the marriage relationship is a complex uh, a relationship. It's a complex thing. Marriage is a complex thing. I didn't say it's not great. I just said it's complex. Why? Because you're bringing two people uh, from different backgrounds uh, who have learned to live life a certain way, and you're bringing them together. And so that, that makes it uh, complex. And uh, if, if as you come into the marriage relationship, it's like two people going into a cockpit, getting ready to, to fly a plane, and, and there's about... A uh, hundred and some buttons in there. Some of them have clear signage on them. Do not touch. As you get into a marriage relationship. And all the married people can tell you, you know, they, they've pressed one of those buttons. <laughs> and then they've learned, okay, yeah, they put do not touch for a reason. And the, the married people are laughing nervously because they're sitting, <laughs> sitting next to their wife. Hey, 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 hey. It's not a full-on laugh, because you may be asked, what were you laughing about? It's a button. It's a button. It's one of those buttons that's in there. You can't just laugh at church, you know. You got to be clear what you're laughing about. We, we both have to agree. Are we laughing? One, two, three, let us laugh. Amen. It's a button. Amen. And so, and so, and so, 
And so when we say, are you ready and available for commitment, we are saying, are you ready not to come into this thing? And you see, because single people, they don't, they, they, they don't deal with this complexity thing uh, uh, right because sometimes they are naive, and I'm helping you as your big brother, as your pastor, that this thing is already complex and don't add extra buttons. So single people who don't understand this, they bring their own 500 buttons. There's already 100 in there that are complex enough, and so they bring their own buttons, and it, it makes the whole dynamic. They add layers of complexity. And so when we say be, be ready and be available for commitment, we're saying you need to be healthy and available. So you got to deal with things like addictions. If you have addictions, you don't need to bring someone into your life. you got to deal with that stuff first before you bring somebody else into your life. Can I get an Amen. Mental health issues, if, you, if you've got mental health issues, serious ones, uh, uh, that need, you know, uh, help or some that need for us to cast some things out, we can do that. But, but you've got to deal with them before you bring, you add somebody into your life. Can I get an amen? amen. Uh, 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 you, do you have a conflict resolution ability? If you've got drama, you, you already know there's drama. <laughs> Then you need to deal with that. If you've got emotional issues, if you've got rage issues, you've got anger issues, you've got to deal with that before you, you, if you, if the instinct you get when you have conflict is to cut people's tires, just deal with that. Just deal with that. Can I get an amen? Now, now I'm trying to help you, single people. I'm trying to help you. Deal with that if you have uh, X's. And, and now, X's is not A-X-E as an X. I'm talking about ex-boyfriends and girlfriends. If you have ex-boyfriends and girlfriends that are still lingering and you entertain them, you're not, you're not ready for commitment. Just one amen. Just, yeah. just one amen. Yeah. Why? Why do we say these things? Because hurt people hurt people. Amen? And so you don't want to bring someone in to bleed on. So make sure that you're ready and available uh, uh, for commitment. Be ready. And part of the uh, journey of preparing is to get in an environment where marriages are celebrated, the right kind of marriages. Get around people that are, are prospering in their marriage. The Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 15.33, evil company or evil fellowship, it corrupts good manners. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so uh, I heard this preacher say this, and I thought it was powerful. He said, if you, if you have uh, three foolish friends, you've counted wrong, it's actually four. That's what he said. Amen? Because uh, birds of the same flock, what do they do? And so part of what you do is to, uh, 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 birds of the same, what did I say? Of the same? Of the same further. Flock, okay, one of those, but they're together. They, they, they're somewhere. They're going somewhere. <laughs> you know, they, they're flying somewhere. These birds, amen. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know English. I can preach though. Amen. All right. Number five. The fifth question you must ask is: Am I satisfied with my work and with my career? Is my work fulfilling? Does it support my lifestyle? Does it uh, not interfere with my availability for a relationship? Why? Because uh, quality time is a, is a problem in relationships. You know, I had a good friend of mine, one of my friends. He didn't have a, a, a work-life balance, and he brought someone in his life. And I told him, I warned him, I said, man, this is not going to work. Because he, uh, he was a, a consultant, and he was working from uh, 
five in the morning, I think, five in the morning till about nine p.m., sometimes midnight, and then you do it all over again, five in the morning. Till, and, and when you bring someone into your life and you don't even have, uh, a, a, you know, your life, work-life balance uh, ready to have somebody else into your life, uh, uh, you're going to have some problems. This is why people end up getting into indefinite relationships that especially when you're still dating you date someone like that where you don't get to spend time together and grow together it, it, i call them a terminal boyfriend and girlfriend you still boyfriend and girlfriend 16 years you still boyfriend and girlfriend did you hear what i said i didn't say 16 i said 16 16 16 for it <laughs> I mean, you still, you still, you still, what, what's going on? You've got to make the call. You've got to make the, the decision. But sometimes there's no time. There's no work-life balance. They're not ready to have someone in their lives. And so you've got to ask yourself, do I have time to get into a committed relationship with the goal of getting married? The sixth question you must ask is, am I healthy in mind, in body, and in spirit? Am I healthy? You know, do I allow... Uh, the word of God to change my thinking. You know, one of the things I've, I've learned as a pastor is that uh, uh, I can't control people. You know, earlier on in my early days in the ministry, I'd try to control people to try to get them act right. Come on, don't do this. And, and man, I, I just try and get involved with everything until the Lord stopped me. He said, Tafara, what are you doing? I said, I'm pastoring. He said, no, you're not. I said, what should I be doing? And he gave me two things. The Lord gave me two things I should be doing. And he said, that's your responsibility. And that's where your responsibility start and end. And those two things were number one, teach the word in and out of season. He said in 2 Timothy 4 to Timothy, the apostle Paul, he said, just teach the word. The, what they do with the word is not your responsibility. And so I was trying to uh, teach the word and be responsible for the fruit in people's lives. And the Lord told me, he said, people are going to do what they want to do anyway. <laughs> you, you and I know, you, you're going to do what you're going to do anyway. And the second thing the Lord told me is in uh, 1 Timothy 4.12, he says, with teaching the word, the second thing you can do is set an example. And, and, and I think uh, uh, Linda here quoted that scripture that says, uh, we must imitate those who through patience and faith have uh, obtained the promises of God. And the Lord told me, he said, the best way to lead is to be an example. And so that's what Pastor C and I have attempted to do, is to just model what we're preaching. In fact, I don't preach it if I haven't walked in it. I have to walk in it first, taste and see that it works and that the Lord is good before I, I do it. Can I get an amen? And so you've got to... You've, you've, you, 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 you have to allow the word of God to change the way you think, to shape your mind uh, in this regard when it comes to relationships uh, between, you know, a boyfriend and girlfriend with the ultimate goal of getting uh, married. Number seven, the question you must ask is, is my financial and legal business handled? Do I have financial and legal issues that would interfere with me having the life and the relationship that I want? You know, uh, for men, you need, uh, you need, to, to, you need to be settled, uh, uh, have a job, and steady income to start a family. Not a single amen up in here. <laughs> let, me, let me say that. Let me, let me try over here. 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 
Let me try over here. Let, let's try again. For men, you need to say this. I am settled. I have a job and a steady income to start a family before you start dating. Even in the garden, in the garden of Eden, you know, God created Adam. You remember the story? He put him in the garden. What happens in the garden? Work. You, and he gave him a job before he brought Eve. Right? Even in the entire grand scheme of things of the entire book of the Bible, the book of Job comes before the book of Romans. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's good. That's good right there. That's good. <laughs> what does that mean? That means no, roman no romance without finance. Amen. You better have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. You have to be from from a long time ago to know that one. Num number, number, number eight. This is a question you must ask. Number eight. The time is, is off, guys. The timer is off. Someone needs to fix the time. Uh, this is, this is uh, number eight. Uh, are my family relationships functional? You know, uh, whenever you have relationships that are not functional, uh, you need to fix that because, see, siblings, uh, parents, extended family is training ground for the marriage relationship, but it's at a primary level. If you can't handle your mom and dad, who you have no choice about, by the way, because that's all you're going to get. If, you, if there's something wrong with my mom over there, there's something wrong with my uncle, there's something wrong with my cousin, there's something wrong with everybody. While you're pointing at them, there's about four of them pointing back at you. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. And so you got to, as a single person, before you start dating, what's my relationship with my mom? What's my relationship with my dad? What's my relationship with my siblings? Because if they all have a problem, all of them, then maybe I'm not ready to bring somebody else uh, in my life. Can I get an amen? amen. Just, 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 just do one thing for me. Just check your neighbor. Just check. Ask them, did you bring any amens today? Just check it. <laughs> Just check with them. Did you mean? Check their wallet. Because I'm not, I'm not getting any love. I, I'm not, I, you know, uh, uh, one of our friends, Stacey Speller, said this, and this is for the single ladies. He says, if a, if a guy does not honor his mom, you have no chance. And so watch how he treats his mom. Does he reverence his mom? Does he honor his mom? Can I get an amen? amen. And so w w the reason why you need all of this to, to be functional is because the relationship of marriage is, is, is what lasts the longest. The relationship of marriage, right? And this is why when we talk about the four seasons of dating, we say the first season is friendship. And after friendship, we have uh, committed dating. And after that, we have courtship. And after that, we have the marriage relationship. Now, uh, at the friendship level, uh, you're developing a rapport, you're developing a connection. Uh, the, the friendship uh, uh, stage or season is, should be the longest before the marriage relationship. Why? Because ultimately, it's the friendship season that outlasts all the other seasons. All the other seasons. The, the reason you should be marrying someone is because 
you, you like them, of course, and, and you must think the world of them, uh, praise the Lord, but, but because you're friends. Because after all the frivolous stuff that you guys like on the outside, uh, after all of that is expired, because time, who ages undefeated? Age remains undefeated. You can go to California, to Los Angeles, and get them to pump things in you. But man, I'm telling you, age, once age creeps up on you, I tried it. I tried, they told me, they say, you can comb your hair forwards. It's going to, whoa, I tried, I, I did that. I used to have hair. I know it's hard to see, but just see it by faith. Amen. Just, just see things that are not as though they are. Man, listen. After, after age starts eroding some of that stuff, taking away some of that, that th those things that if you married them for the wrong reason, age was this. Start to, the only thing that, should, that remain is friendship. And, and if you're not careful and you don't work on the friendship part, this is why people get divorced at 72 years old, 74 years old. I'm thinking, man, you're about, you want to start afresh? I'm thinking, you know, you really, this is what you want to do? But what happens is when they got married, they were soulmates, but they were soulmates, and, 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 and they, were, they, they married, and the common thing that they married the person was, was off. It's not scriptural. We say don't do superficial things. So they, they married them because they were pretty. Hollywood, you know, people like that, they get married to this one because they, they did the, there's this uh, lady thing, they did the prettiest woman in the world four times in a row in Hollywood. Now, I don't subscribe to that thing because they didn't consider my wife, so I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't. Four times in a row, they, they were on their fifth or sixth marriage. Now, now, I was sitting there thinking, what happened? Here's what happened. As you start to get married, you're soulmates, and you must cultivate friendship. You must cultivate friendship. If you don't cultivate friendship, the marriage relationship degenerates into, from soulmates to rollmates, to where the only time you talk to each other is when you're dealing with roles. The only time you get a call is, hello, have you picked up the children? <laughs> okay, bye-bye. It's around roles. But before that, when you were soulmates, you say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Cut the phone, no, you cut first. <laughs> now it's, if you, if you bought the groceries, bye-bye. What happened? It degenerated from soulmates to what? To roommates. And if you don't arrest it, this is why we have boot camp every six months. If you don't arrest it, it can further degenerate from roommates to roommates, where your wife or your husband become one of the boys. You just meet in the, in the, in the kitchen, you just, meet, you just high five each other, yeah, just, just roommates. And if you don't arrest it at roommate level, it can further degenerate into cellmates, where it's, the house is now a prison. And this is why the people then say, you know, at this point in this prison, I'm staying for Avantuan. Now, this is good preaching. And when they stay for Avantuana, what happens is in, in, in 18 to 19 years' time, the kids move to uh, uh, New Hampshire, they move to uh, uh, Ivy League, and then they now, see, now, now you have to deal with each other now in this prison. And then they realize, you know, I may be 72, but man, I can't be in a prison.
Can I get an amen? amen. And then they want, they want out. I'm reading this article and I'm thinking, what's a 72-year-old doing in a divorce court? There was no friendship. You need to cultivate friendship. And number two, number nine, do I have effective dating skills? Do I have effect? Can I date? In other words, can I, you know, uh, uh, go through all the four seasons of dating without putting anyone under pressure? So here are the four seasons of dating for all the single people. There's friendship, number one. There's committed dating, number two. There's uh, courtship, number three. And then straight after courtship is where you pay lobola and then you get married. Right? That's how we do it in this part of the world. You go to the in-laws and then you, you, know, you pay lobola and the uh, uh, father of the bride takes their hand and, 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 and puts a hand in your hand and gives you the, the, the responsibility over her. That's how we do it here. And at that point, you step into marriage. Now, a lot of people confuse these seasons. And this is why we have so many unhealthy relationships. At the friendship level, you shouldn't be doing marriage stuff. Oh, come on, you can say amen to that. Amen. And, 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 and I mean, this, 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 some families are so messed up, it's, it's not just the person you're dating, it's even their, their immediate you know, relatives, they're already calling you, umkwenyana o makoti, dude hasn't... And you're already doing makoti duties, you're cooking on the fire. At a funeral, all the smoke, did the man pay lobola? No, but the sisters are calling you Makoti, and you think that feels good? No, no, no. If you had a friendship level, we should only be hanging out at Nando's. Can I get an amen? Up in here, up in here, up in here. Man, I'm trying to help you. If it's at friendship level, they shouldn't be driving your car. Uh, you see now, you see. You see, you see, you see. If it's at friendship level, I shouldn't be doing your laundry. If you like it, you should have put a ring on it. Can I get an amen? How difficult is it? To just raise some money and go and say, I would like to marry this woman. How hard is that? I just said it in one sentence. Raise some money, comma, <laughs> pay lobola, and live with her happily ever after. In one sentence. This can't be that hard. Amen. Amen. So you gotta, in a healthy way, go through the four seasons of dating and, 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 and don't skip any seasons and don't mix them up. Don't, don't, don't mix them up. Don't, don't be buying houses with people who you haven't said I do at the altar with. Can I get an amen? Because manipulation is not a relationship skill. Sometimes the reason people do it is because they are hoping that FMB will deposit 30 years of mortgage into their relationship. And so they are hoping at least he will be with me for 30 years as we're trying to figure this mortgage out. That's just foolishness. Single people, let me help you. That, 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 it doesn't work. Can I get an amen? amen. And so you need to uh, have effective uh, uh, dating skills. Do not fake anything. Don't fake it to the altar. 
you see, a lot of uh, women, this is mostly, you know, young ladies, they think that the altar is the finish line. Well, let me tell you, the altar is actually the starting line. And so they invest a whole lot in, on, in the wedding day and on the wedding day uh, and do not hardly invest anything uh, in the marriage. I mean, if you were as, as, as pedantic, as particular as you were at, at the, for the wedding, to say, and some of the, half the stuff, we don't even care. We don't remember. You know, people, they say, man, I want this purple, but I don't want it as a purple. This one. And we come, we eat your food, we leave. You ask me what the theme color was. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we spend all this money, you know, buy flowers. Praise the Lord. But all I'm saying is, invest an equal amount of effort the day after as you did on the wedding day. Can I get an amen? amen. And if you do, you're going you're to be successful. And uh, the final question is, uh, do I have effective relationship skills? Can I function in a relationship? There are certain people who can function in a relationship. In other words, this is, this is how you can break down that question. Can I communicate authentically and assertively? Can I negotiate? Someone say negotiate. Can I negotiate differences uh, positively? When we do our marriage classes, we always uh, tell couples that uh, whenever you fight, remember you are playing for the same team. Some people don't know that. They're trying to outscore each other. And so when you do that, you won't function in a, in a marriage relationship successful, successfully. So you need to uh, uh, learn how to have re effective relationship skills. Can you, can you communicate? Can you negotiate differences? Can you, can you, while you're negotiating differences, uh, can you uh, uh, resolve conflicts without adding any more volume to, to, to how you normally speak? Amen. Amen. Can, you, can you turn your, your emotions and keep them in check? In, in a, we, call, we call it intense fellowship moments. Are you able to, to, to keep the volume? At, you know, you, when you buy a radio, it's got a, 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 a digital clock there, and the volume moves from zero up to ten. Can you keep the volume at two all the time? The Bible, it's a fruit of the Spirit. The Bible calls it being temperament. Can I get an amen? amen. You, you don't have to, to go all crazy. And, and where do you practice? You practice on how you talk to your siblings. When, 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 and we used to do this growing up. It's all, it's all training. You know, I would, uh, uh, my, my siblings would all eat their food uh, quick and I'd just, you know, keep my food in the fridge. And, you know, I have a plan. I'm going to eat my food at, 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 in the evening when everybody else is eating their food. And then one of my naughty siblings would go and eat my food too. And then now we have a conflict and we have to resolve it. How do you resolve? Uh, that? It's all training ground. You, you can go crazy with them. But, but when you come into a marriage relationship, remember what I said? I said a marriage relationship is what? It's complex. Don't add any more complexity to it by adding unnecessary stuff. And so you've got to learn how to function in relationships Right? You've got to learn how to uh, grab a hold of your emotions and, and, and make sure you can turn them off uh, 
when, they, when you're getting out of hand. And you do that before you, you, get, you get married to someone, before you bring someone into your life. Can I get an amen? amen. You've got to fix that. You've got to work on yourself. Allow the fruit of the Spirit to start flowing through you before you bring someone else uh, into your life. Otherwise, you're going to be shouting Christians. And, and, uh, and, and remember, our marriage relationships are supposed to honor God and give glory to God and be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And your neighbors know you are the Christian couple. Especially if you live in a, in a complex, they know, oh, there's a Christian couple, there's a Christian couple. And, and, and your unbelieving neighbors even know how a Christian couple should act. <laughs> they go to church every Sunday. We see them with their children. They, dress, they get up, wash, dress up, dress nicely so they can go to church. <laughs> they are the model citizens. We know exactly. But when you get into your shouting context, they're looking at you like, man, I'm Christians. It's the Christian couple. They were fighting. <laughs> at 1 a.m., we heard them. They were saying all these crazy things. They were cussing each other out. It's the Christian couple. What happened? It's people who did not learn how to have relationship skills before they brought someone into their lives. Amen? And so as single people, I'm I'm, this is a challenge. Work on yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit to work on you before you bring somebody else uh, into your life. Because once that person comes, it's crunch time. The enemy, here's the, here's the deal, guys. The enemy wants to take you out. He, he's, not, he, he's not cheering you on. He wants to take you out. And let me say, for single people, the friendship uh, level, you know, we're talking about caring and thinking about others. The friendship stage of dating, you're not thinking about anyone else but you. If it doesn't fit, believe it. If they show you crazy, say amen to that and believe it. Do not try to explain it away. Amen. See, I meet a lot of single people trying to explain crazy away. Pastor, you know, it's just their background. No, it's not. They're crazy. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen? So if you're single and they show you something, believe it. Amen. Say amen to that. And this, that is not going to be a part of this. And then move right along. What you're doing is you're removing blessing blockers so that God can send the right one for you. And I am out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Man, I'm telling you, uh, as a single person, uh, God is, is someone for you. Amen. I said amen. And uh, you just have to, to wait on him. The Bible says, they that wait on the Lord shall what? Shall renew their strength. Amen? Mount up on, e on, on wings like what? Like eagles. They will run. And what will happen? They won't faint. Amen? I said amen. You've got to wait on the Lord. Let him be the one uh, that brings uh, uh, people to you. And don't, don't explain uh, stuff away. Don't, 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 don't. Man, if, if, if it comes already complicated... It is complicated. Yeah. And you've got to make sure the complex is removed. Because the goal of marriage, from God's perspective, is fulfillment. God does not want your, your marriage relationship to be a prayer point every single time. 
every single time the saints gather. What can we pray for? Now, if you're already married and that's where you are, we're going to pray for you. But I'm talking to the singles right now. Can I get an amen? I'm talking to the single people. So that you can be sober in making your decision. Amen? I said amen. And talk to, talk, to, talk to those around you. Talk to uh, uh, your, your, your uncles, your aunties that have marriages that are functional. Bring the people you are dating to them and let them have a word in it. And when they speak, listen. Don't listen with your emotions. Listen with your ears. These older people know a lot. And they're not trying to take away anything from you. They're just trying to get you to do it the right way so that you can marry the right person. Can I get an amen? Let me just say this as we close to the single bachelors. Bachelors, raise your hand. Bachelors, wave at me. Bachelors. Oh, the bachelors. Come on, raise it up. Lift that thing. Hey. Zane, they picked him up. They picked him up. I want to show you something, uh, bachelors. I want to show you something. And uh, this should forever stay with you. I want you to pay attention at what I'm getting ready to do now. How many of you in here think that their mom is the prettiest girl in the world? Just wave of the men or the women? On the women. Of the women. Of the men and the women. Everybody. Who thinks the mom is the prettiest girl in the world? Everybody. You know why? Because we're not going by worldly standards. I think my mom is the prettiest girl. Why? Because I'm going with heart connection. And so as you go out there and look for someone, don't go with the frivolous Instagram stuff. I'm helping the brothers. You're, you're all my young brothers. Go with the heart and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what's in the heart. Can I get an amen? And you forever, happily, ever after. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all the single people at Faith Hill Church. Lord, I thank you, Father, that they are protected. I thank you, Father, that from the young and to, to the old, Lord, I thank you that you are bringing them to the right people. I rebuke any time wasters. I rebuke any uh, 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 people that will just come and uh, further complicate their lives. But Father, I pray that you may bring people that will fulfill them. People that will uh, come and, and, and say, let's hold hands and do life together. People that will love them unconditionally. People that will serve them and care for them. Lord, I pray, Father. That from the young to the old, our daughters, our sons in this church. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you're positioning them for uh, uh, fulfilling mutually beneficial marriage relationships that are going to edify them. I pray, Father, that you may give to every single one of our young people uh, a spirit of humility. I rebuke any uh, 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 spirit of ego. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that they will function in relationships uh, with humility, with a heart to serve the other and not just to be served. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you're sensitizing their hearts 
It could be on the next plane they get onto. It could be uh, at work. It could be uh, at a church event. It could be at a, at a gym. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you're uh, um, uh, uh, making their paths cross with the person that you have called uh, for them to do life together with. I thank you, Father, that this person may not come in a, in a box, in a container uh, that looks attractive in the natural. But, Father, I thank you that you're giving them spiritual eyes to see beyond and see the future. That if it's the one that resonates with your spirit. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you sensitize their hearts to know this is the person. Lord, I thank you for every married person under the sound of my voice. I speak and I, I, I pray for those marriages that may be going through uh, heart uh, pains that may be going through uh, heartaches that may be going through a, a, a rough patch. I pray for them and I pray, Father, that you may begin to bring a complete restoration and healing uh, today. Today marks the beginning of a new season in these marriage relationships. Lord, I thank you that every marriage under the sound of my voice will experience heaven here on the earth. I thank you, Father, that there will be such a union, such a love inspired of the Holy Spirit, that they will become a light into the world and a, and a salt of the earth. I thank you, Father, that the world will look and say, we want what they have. And when they come and ask, we will point them and say, we have Jesus the Christ at the center of our marriage. I thank you, Father, that if there are any uh, conflicts, you are resolving them right now. By the Holy Ghost. You are resolving them right now. By the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that there is complete forgiveness. And there is complete restoration and healing. For a brand new day. Why? Because we know that today is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. We know that your mercies are new every single morning. And today is that day. Where your mercies will be seen in our marriage relationships. I thank you, Father. For you are a good God. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Man, that's God's will for every single one of us. It is for us to have a fulfilling, mutually beneficial relationship. And church people, man, I got to say this. You know, I really have to close, but I got to say this. Church people, church girls, this, this dude is not going to fall in the prayer closet. They may. They may. Let's not discount that. But you, you got to learn how to talk to people without the pressure of getting married next week. You know, you got you to gotta just chill out and just, just chill out. Someone say chill out. Just chill out. No pressure. And relax. And just, 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 no, don't, don't prophesy you are my husband. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just, it's not in this church. It's, it could be someone watching 10 years from now. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't just relax and, and, uh, and, and take your time one day at a time. Amen. I said, amen. Don't be under pressure. It's, 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 it's awesome. God in his time and, and talk to people. You know, we had one, uh, uh, young lady, she, she used to come to this church and she was flying somewhere to Durban and she sat next to her husband. She didn't even know that was her husband. The Lord was calling her, uh, uh, to marry that guy. And you know, uh, she introduced us to him. We liked him. We said, man, I like this guy. And, uh, she got married and now they have a little girl. You know, she got married and they, they just had a chilled conversation about the weather. 
You know, she shouldn't start talking about that good wife cometh from the Lord, you know. Amen. It's just a normal conversation. And remember, the key word is friendship. It's got to be friendship. Amen. I said, Amen. Don't put anyone under pressure. Just develop and cultivate the friendship. And I believe that the Lord, I had, I had one of my friends, uh, uh, they, 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 they came to me and they were visiting, you know, my wife and I at the house. And while I was there, you know, just having a conversation with them, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this is such and such his wife. And that, that dude was in England. And I said, Lord, this can't be you. And he said, that's it, tell her. So I said, you know what, this is going to sound crazy, but I think you should call this guy. I think y'all might, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying. I've never done it before, and I, I will probably will never do it again, so don't come to me, you know, after church. And, and I said, you know, that, that, I don't know, you know, because I, I don't ever want to get ahead of God, you know. You've got to make sure it's God. And uh, two months ago, they told me they had engaged, and last month, they got uh, Lobola done, and I will be marrying them on the 29th of December. Wow. Right here. Right here. And so God is somebody for you. Amen. Just wait on him and trust him, and uh, he's got that person for you. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.